Hello, and thank you for joining us today on the Gentle Art of Crushing It show, where we focus on learning and sharing with our listeners all there is to know about how to create success in our lives. This show stands on the shoulders of giants. Our mission is to empower and inspire our listeners to create the life of their dreams whilst having a blast in the process. Let's celebrate life together. Welcome to the show. All right, all right, all right. Welcome to the Gentle Art of Crushing It podcast. Uh, I am your host, Nathan Murith, and I'm super excited to welcome today Matt Tiefk. Hopefully, I pronounced that right. Matt, if not, please correct me. Welcome, Matt. How are you doing today? Good, man. No worries. No, very few people get it right. It's uh, Tiefke. Tiefke. Uh, you know what? Tyfke. That was the first try that I had in my head, and I was like, you know what? We're going to go with... Uh, what I found online, honestly. So <laughs> I love it, man. All good. No, I'm uh, really excited to be here, and I appreciate you having me come on your uh, your show. Of course, always. Yeah. Um, so, why don't we kick us off? Just you know, with you, you telling us a little bit about yourself, what you do um, in life in general. Specifically, very interested in hearing where you believe you have found success. Yeah, love it. I got uh, two little baby boys. George and Louie, four and two, married. Um, I live here in Austin, Texas, and I'm a through and through real estate entrepreneur, a student of the game. I love the history of it. I love the potential and the opportunity that uh, real estate provides. And I was very blessed to grow up with a mom, <clears throat> single mom, moved here from Ohio. I was born in Cleveland, but I moved here when I was two years old to Round Rock, Texas, and my mom literally started cleaning houses. Ten years later, wow. she owns ten houses, rental properties. Fifteen years later, she's got 18 of them, and I was very fortunate wow. to see, one, what it required to own real estate, and two, what it looked like and what it meant to own real estate. So. Growing up, 13, 14, 15, 16, going to houses, cleaning them out, doing evictions, doing some uh, general remodel, grunt work type stuff. And what I say by what's required was my mom sacrificed every penny that she made. We wow. didn't go out yeah. to eat. We got waters if we did, you know, simple stuff. But she would save up 20, 30, 40,000 a year or every year and a half, and she would take that money and put it into assets. And, and this was all from cleaning homes, essentially. Well, started cleaning and, homes, and then she started working at a uh, construction and asphalt uh, company doing sales. And wow. my mom's a very special person. She's uh, very good at talking to people and building relationships. And in one hour, she'll know your whole life story, and you'll love her. <laughs> I um, love it. And so she did a good job on sales. She uh, built a team that helped her acquire a lot of real estate. So I saw what it took, and then I saw what it meant. You know, she had all these assets, but by any means, you know, did we not? We didn't grow up where she's making five grand a month or ten grand a month or anything like that. It was just paying off the properties. Yeah. And so when I went to school, I was uh, in Corpus Christi on the coast here in Texas, and I got my real estate license. And I thought to myself, I want to learn as much as I possibly can about real estate. And then I want to learn how to own real estate. And so I was all in, man. I mean, suit and tie, you know, now I'm, I realize you don't have to dress like that as a realtor, but yeah, clearly I was going to say your suit looks nice today. 
Yeah. First one in, last one out, didn't miss a call, knocked on doors, prospect, was the student realtor, you know, passing out flyers, and found a mentor and just tried to soak up everything I could. Asked 20 questions a day, uh, got the Rookie of the Year uh, award in Corpus as a full-time student, and I was just hooked, man. I just was like, this is what I want to do. And not only that, I want to be better than anybody at my age. I want to be better than anybody at 18. I want to be better than anybody at 19. I want to be better than anybody at 20. Had that competitive uh, mindset at the time. Now I don't necessarily look at it as being better. Um, But it was good. It was something that drove me to be excellent and then to be elite at what I was trying to do. I'm curious, when you were at that point in your life, right, when you were all in in real estate, were you already thinking about buying and holding? Because the way you said it earlier, it sounded like maybe that came later. I'm just curious if you're all about like, I got to get every transaction possible done and be number one. Or if you're if you're or if sorry, in your mind, you were already thinking or you know, hearing your mom's voice, right? Mm -hmm. Saying I have to buy these, hold these and build a portfolio. I'm just curious. Um, Well, I didn't have much capital. I didn't have uh you know, a uh, track record of income. So it, I had it in my mind that you have to own real estate. And if you mm-hmm. don't, you're missing out on the biggest value. But I was patient to think, I want to I want to learn and be great at helping other people and how other people do it. So I would represent my mom on a deal that she would buy and own. Um, I told her I paid for my college. She was She paid for my college. I was very blessed with that. But I found her a deal that she still owns today. And I'm telling you, we made eighty thousand on the buy. We didn't cash out or anything, wow. but we bought it for one fifteen. Um, now I think it's worth like two seventy five. And I said, "Hey, mom, yeah, thanks for college. I just paid you back." You know, halfway joking <laughs> with her, but real. We found her a great deal, um, and I learned That's from awesome. her. I learned from her how to negotiate, and you know, something's listed at one fifty, and she'd say, "Oh, for ninety five and I'd get frustrated, like. No, we got to get the deal done. We got to be at 120. Uh, but then you realize you do get the 90, you get, you get them for 95. And that's how you wow. actually make money and build wealth in this business. You're going to have to teach me your secrets, but I love it. Yeah, anytime, man. And I love it. Yeah. Maybe you've already touched on this, but I'm curious if you could share with us like one or two like particular, you know, successes that you've had either been a part of or created. Maybe it was, you know, being number one, you know, at 18 or whatever it was. Maybe it's something different. I'm just curious. Yeah. Business successes. Um, I, I, I don't if you want to. I don't think it's necessarily limited to that. Right. When I think success is personally for me, right, like my family's a big part of that. And I see that as a big success. That's just to say it doesn't have to be strictly business. Mm-hmm. Um, well, on a personal like physical thing. I did a a half Ironman in college and I realized um, after that and after something in high school where I I trained to make a baseball team that you can literally accomplish whatever you want to. I mean, if you go all in and you're disciplined and you have that mindset, whatever you want to do, you're going to do. So that was a big one. And then what I'm proud of at our company now is, you know, we've got 175 real estate agents and we've got a bunch of people that work with us and everyone loves it. They feel a sense of freedom. They can be who they want to be. They can be who they are. And, you know, there's a very good energy and vibe and culture that it's created. And it's a bunch of entrepreneurs. We say, come build your own brand, build your own team, use your license as one tool. 
and everybody grows together and we're not in this glass uh, tower. We're in it yeah. with you. We're in the trenches with you every day. Mm-hmm. And I'm very proud that people understand that and that we can all team up to go grow together. Yeah, that's awesome. And in those two kind of experiences that you just shared, what would you say like the the key lessons or takeaways were for you? I think the biggest thing is long-term mindset. Mm. You know, that's very, hard these days. Not a lot of people have yeah. the long view. Yeah. Microwave just, society, right? Yeah, man. Just really everything we do, just planning on 20, 30, 40, 50 years, a hundred years for the kids. Um, yeah. We started going all in on social media when we essentially started the business and had a full-time salary position there, cranking mm-hmm. out content every day and not thinking, what does this look like in a year or two years or three years, but 10, 15, 20. Yeah. And everything's possible when you back up and realize we actually do have a lot of time if you're being diligent and, and making waves towards what you're going for. And so just realizing it. like back to you do whatever you want, but then you put a, a time period on it of 20 years, man, like everything's possible. You can possible. do anything. Yeah. You can do anything. Yeah. Really yeah. Much, it sounds like uh, the way you said it to me, just I hear, you know, you create the time that you need for what's important. Right. Um, and anybody can find that time, right. Or create that time. I love it. Yeah. Yeah. I'm sure you know this. Uh, it's like a pet peeve is like, I don't have time. It's like, uh, that's not the reality. It's just, it's not a priority of yours. Yeah, totally. And on the flip side from like these success stories of yours, do you, would you mind like sharing something like an incredibly difficult experience, um, that you've gone through and maybe what you learned from that? Yeah. Um, I have a significant amount of money invested in a cannabis company. Interesting. Uh, I'm down a lot, like multiple millions. And it has been a uh, big struggle for about two years for me. Done very well, been blessed within real estate and the brokerage and the agents that are with us and the properties that we bought. I really believe in cannabis plant. I believe in the future Mm -hmm. of it. And I went heavy and just gone down for two years straight. I mean, down a lot. And why is that? Do you mind sharing? Or is it just that? Is cannabis in general going down? I don't know much about it. Or is it this particular situation? No, it's all cannabis. I mean, you know, stocks in general, I I believe, I hadn't looked at this this week, but if you're in uh, Amazon, Tesla, Disney, you're down 45% this year, right? So I'm in cannabis. I'm down 85%. Um, so I, the yeah, challenge was ouch. I had a line of credit, uh, $750,000 line of credit from the bank based on the stock as collateral. I took out that money and I bought a lot of properties. Mm-hmm. Uh, now that uh, line of credit, I owe about five eighty, uh, but my stock's not worth much more than that. So banks, banks on me to solve this problem. They don't like and, it. No. Uh, it was an interesting experience because the the one guy that I work with was kind of somewhat putting the hammer on me of like, you know, we're going to sell your stock. And I'm like, dude, I've never missed a payment. I've got good credit. I'm good for it. And I, yesterday I talked to the guy above him and I kind of was like, man, like, I just want to understand. Like I, I've been in a panic mode for three weeks worrying about the stock selling. Biden comes yeah. out and uh, on Thursday of last week starts tweeting uh, about, you see this about cannabis? Yeah. Yeah. My stock goes up 490,000 in 10 minutes, you know, and I'm like, oh, Jeez. 
I'm not wow. worried about the bank anymore. <laughs> Next three days, it goes right back down to where it was. I'm like, such That's a roller, roller coaster ride for you right there. But the to your question, um, I believe that it's all because this company is doing $67 million a quarter. I own uh, a, an actual percentage of the company now. It's valued at uh, $40 million, So it's not, it doesn't add up. Like they, they're actually profitable. It's mm-hmm. just the political side of, you know, one, yeah. like I said, every stock's down. I think Disney's down 50%. Um, but then you throw in the political risk and it being technically illegal. There's just a, a risk there. That is the reason yeah. why, you know, most people don't want to take that risk. I took okay, it. So and how I'm, do you deal I'm, with that? You know, waking up every day where you see this arguably failure or a maybe stress inducing, you know, situation in your life yet remain positive because there's a lot of other stuff that is going well for you. Right. Yeah. It's a struggle. I mean, um, I think that you have to, if you want to be a leader, you've got to do your best to not worry about anything like that and, and realize yeah. what's actually important in life. Money's important, but you know, I, I'm trying to, you know, follow God's plan and, and do what I think is most important on this earth. And I think, Hey, as hard as this is, there's a reason why this is happening to me. Yeah. Um, I have definitely been in a position where I've been essentially paralyzed, like lost my confidence. Uh, I've never really had a lack of confidence for real estate. I've always felt very confident with it, but I got paralyzed. It's like, I don't you know, I'm still showing up. I'm still doing things, but like, I don't have this, this confidence to what I'm trying to do. So I've gone through that and then start to think to myself, you know, how'd you get out of that? Um, just real, just, I guess thinking about who I am, it's like, I'm a fighter You know, I like having my back against the wall. I wouldn't want to be in any other position. I don't want to be comfortable. That's why I put myself in that position. So, Hey, be who you say you are, Matt, and go get it. Motivate myself to go uh, quit complaining because nobody cares and go make something happen. So I had to go through that paralyzed stage. And I mean, I'm talking about, I'm like a week or two out of this, you know, still accomplishing a lot and doing a lot for that time period. But, um, you know, I got out of it with Biden's tweets and then I got put right back (laughs) into it. But, but personally I'm out of it. Yeah. I don't care. I love it. I lose it. I lose it. Uh, I swung, I swung for, I swung for the fences. Try my best. You tried. And yeah. uh, at the end of the day, I did. I did do something that I believed in. I wasn't. I wasn't yeah. doing anything other than what I really believe in to my core. Yeah. Awesome. And if I shift the conversation a little bit, I'm curious. You know, if you were to go back when you were 18, right? What would you do differently? Um, I would have built a better database, gone a little bit slower, and then be more intentional with clients. Um, you know, the market's slowing down right now. And we're going to have to adapt. But if I would have been a little bit slower, I could probably have maybe 20 people that, you know, are worth a significant amount of money that would be actively buying real estate right now when the market's dipping in a sense. Mm -hmm. And that would have been very, very uh, beneficial. So I would have been slower, more intentional, you know, when things were hot, not being so much of like, Hey, you know, you can't afford this. I can't really work with you, but being like, Hey, you know, let's have a 10 year plan. Let's slow yeah. down. Let's not get caught in this madness. And, and this would be a database of just anybody you kind of meet and work with. And you'd yeah. really just grow that, that network basically. 
Yeah, investors, you know, primarily, but just people in general that, you know, it's all relationships. 100% of the people you know know somebody buying or selling a house, you know? And so, like, it's just. <laughs> Never heard it that way, but yeah, because it's so obvious. But yes, you're yeah. right. You're 100% no, right. I hadn't heard of it that way either until two days ago. And I was like, wow, that's, that's totally true. Like, somebody you know knows somebody buying or selling a house, 100%, right? Um, yeah. Maybe not like the second, but. Sometime sure. in the next, but so, at, at some point in their life, sure. Yeah, it was it was simple, but I'm glad that kind of resonated with you because it hit me of like, yeah, and I already knew this, but just hearing it that way is cool. It's literally just people. It's all people. Yeah, and not a lot of people see it that way. A lot of people see the money, the transaction, the asset, the home, the house, or whatever. And at the end of the day, it's the people that make or break anything in life, right? The people that you work with, the people that you live with, the people that you have fun with, whatever it is. And um, yeah, it's great you see it that way because, like I said, it's not a lot of people I come across that really have kind of that mindset where it's like people first, you know, people are everything. Yeah. And and that's that's also comes to the long run. You have to, you know, you meet somebody and you don't make any money, you know, or or you don't get any kind of value. You think. Yeah. But over time, you will if you treat them right and you stay in touch like that's the long game that that ends up playing out yeah i think this there's that and um you know there's the the mindset that a lot of people have i don't subscribe to this but where you know you meet somebody or interact with somebody for a reason right Mm -hmm. what about like money or getting this deal or getting this job or whatever it may be what about just interacting with the person because there's another human being across the table from you and getting to know somebody that might turn out to be your best friend. And to your point, maybe five years, 10 years, 20 years down the road, there is some financial aspect to that relationship. Yeah. Well, true. And I kind of look at it in a, I think this might be a somewhat unique way of like, I believe that everything does happen for a reason. And there's a, there is a reason why we're doing this podcast or I'm meeting with this person it might not be financially, but yep. I'm just curious, like, what is that reason? And I'll stick around for 50 years to find out. You know, like, that's the mentality is like, that's it's not awesome. a reason. Yeah. It's not what's the self-serving reason, but like, maybe the reason is for, for you to say something for me to learn or, or vice versa, or you to tell someone about me or vice versa. Like, there's, I do believe there's a reason. That's just my opinion. Uh, but it's not like, what's the, re- what's the way for me to make money? Yeah. Yeah, Totally. And I'm curious, because this may be, you know, segueing off of this or piggybacking off of this, I guess. If you were to, you know, bump into, interact, work with, whatever, just, you know, engage with somebody that, generally speaking, is kind of a, you know, no success mindset, you know, limiting beliefs, you know, mindset, you know, or anything like that. How do you how do you help somebody like that go from that state of mind where things aren't possible? You know, I'm limited. I was born this way. I'm not fortunate. I don't have money, whatever, to like a success mindset, like a glass half full type mentality versus a glass half empty. How would you how do you, you know, work through a situation like that? I'm curious what your secret sauce is to get somebody out of a quote funk. Yeah, I would look at it as going into that situation with a soft heart and realizing that I can resonate with you uh, and that we're all the same and the challenges that you're having I've had to or I am having and try to get on the same playing field and then lead by example and realize that 
you know, you take your shot, you do the best you can, but you can't you can't pull people. You know, they got to come with you. And so not putting putting the energy up front of like, hey, I'm here, I'm a resource, I get it. Um, I'll give you an opportunity. There's yeah. opportunities for everybody here with us, um, but it's just an opportunity, just like it's it is for me. I mean, I'm not back to the glass, you know, tower. I'm not I'm not perfect every day. I'm not. Uh, yeah. I don't have it all figured out. So we either do it together or we don't. You know, you want you want to be in a tough position, and uh, I'll level with you. Let's help each other, and then you become accountable to me, and vice versa. Versus, hey, I got all the answers. Follow me. You know what I mean? Yeah, totally. Yeah. Yeah, it's very hard. It's hard. Um, it sounds like you're generally surrounded by positive people and like success mindset, you know, type individuals, right? So that's great. Um, um, I just, yeah, I always find that question interesting in the sense that, like you said earlier, right? If you set your mind to it, you can get anything done in life, right? Yeah. You can get whatever you want. And it's not everybody thinks that way. And I just feel like it's it's nice or it would be nice, I guess I should say, if we could get more people to think that way and just be ready and eager and hungry and open and be like, hey, you know what? Yeah, if I just decide this, I can get yeah. it. Help unlock. I mean, dude, I'm telling you, I've had probably 20 people come and look me straight in the eye and tell me that they need to succeed and that they, you know, they're different and that they're going to hustle. And I get teary eyed and I'm, I say, hey, meet me here tomorrow at 7 a.m. and I'm there. And none of them have ever panned out. As much as I want to do it for them, I can't. And it's very easy to sit across the table and sell somebody that uh, you're motivated and that you know, you're know you going to be different. But just do it. That's all there is to it. And I had a guy come in last week. Same thing. I need, I need, I need help. I said, come on in. There's an opportunity here. I got him an opportunity to have a job. He didn't take it. You know, it's like he, he wanted money. He's like, you know, I need money. I'm like, dude, you'll get money. Just after this day of work, you got to start you know, somewhere. So, like, as much as I have a heart to actually want to give him money and help, I cannot do it for him. No. And how do you? Again, back to the mindset. It's I find this fascinating because it sounds like you you keep doing this, right? Offering to help these these people, right? Showing up at you know early hours of the morning, and then there are no shows. How do you keep doing that again when? You're spending your time. You could be with your family. You could be building your business, growing your businesses or whatever. Yet you still do this and you get supposedly or apparently, you know, no show after no show after no show. Yeah. Well, that's that's uh, that's that is what I want to do. I want to help build entrepreneurs and support them. So I'm not racing to get to a certain finish line. Like I'm doing what I want to do. I can get better at it and learn how to listen better and to lead better. Um, I teach class. I teach uh, college classes, real estate math. I don't do it to make money. I don't. They give you like uh, thirteen hundred dollars a semester. You know, I've heard teachers get paid a little thirteen hundred a semester. You know, that's uh, that's less than a little. Right. I'm like, it's. I'd rather you just not pay me, and you know, let's just say this is volunteering. Yeah. You know, and, and don't tell me what to do either. You know, but uh, <laughs> there's a there's a there's a real uh, passion and a, a belief system of like I wake up and I know what I need to do, so I don't I don't question it based on things that happen on on this earth of like things trying to deter me from that. I'm yeah. I'm set. I mean, that's the biggest blessing is like I have a clear. I'm very clear on the direction. So yeah. anything anything else is not going to deter me from that. Yeah. Got it. 
And I'm curious, and, and maybe you already touched on this in you know the conversation so far. Maybe there isn't one thing, but I'm curious. And I like always to ask, you know, if there was like one key, one like secret weapon in your life that helped you kind of unlock success and get to where you are, what would that be? Or what do you think that is, I guess? Yeah, I know what it is for me. It's uh, relentless follow-up. You have probably never met somebody as relentless with follow-up as me. I mean, I, I will follow up with help our cause... Help our audience understand what that means, <laughs> relentless follow-up. Matt's version of <laughs> relentless follow-up just constantly staying on top of um you know i example there's this guy on instagram uh he's the muscle that's his name i don't really know him one of our guys that works with us does he's got million plus followers i've probably sent him 75 to 100 uh messages to get him to join our podcast he's coming on the show right after this nice he told me no he didn't respond. He didn't respond. He didn't respond. Now he's coming on. That I love it. With relentless follow up, you will always get what you want. In my opinion, you want to you want to talk to president. You want to talk to senator. So how, how do you do that without being the squeaky wheel that pisses people off? Well, you do it uh, in a nice way, in a genuine way. You don't do it every ten seconds. You do it over a long period of time. Yeah. You know, if you do one message a week. You're not really bothering someone. They're just kind of like, ah, this guy's persistent. Most, if if you're going to be annoying them and if they want you to stop, they'll just tell you to stop, and then yeah. I would stop. Yeah. But if they're kind of entertaining or not responding, I just keep following up, but I don't do it in an annoying way. I'll, I'm creative. I don't just say, will you come on our podcast? Will you come on our podcast? Will oh, of you course. Come it's like, hey, man, awesome video. Check this out, what we're doing here in Austin. Hope your trip went well. Hope I'm not bothering you. Just checking back in, like just yeah. some variation, and it almost always works. Yeah, and yeah. that's the I thing where agree. I feel like most people miss is they're just one conversation and done. Yeah, they haven't answered. Done. Move on. Or they didn't say what I thought, you know, or what I wanted to hear. So I'm done. I'll move on. But yeah, no, that's a great point. Yeah, it's a good tidbit for people uh, to pick up on here and learn from. Uh, growing their social media and just getting their uh, their network growing here. Um, do you have a book recommendation for us, for for us, for me, for our audience? I'm curious, a book that comes to mind that helped shape your mind, maybe your success. Trammel Crow Master Builder. And why? It was a roadmap in a sense for me on how we're going to try to build out our business, which is finding true partners, getting aligned and growing together. He was uh, one of the all-time developers out of Dallas, and he ended up developing properties all over the world. And it was all about finding the right people. Awesome. I'll make sure to put that in the show notes as well. And I'm curious, um, you know, that's a great book recommendation. What about like a piece of technology or a tool that, you use that helps you or brings you success in, in a you know broad definition and broad sense, of course. Um, maybe a little different direction here, but I have a full-time assistant, which has been very, very helpful. That's a big tool. Um, social media. When did that start? I'm curious. Um, probably like 
two years ago, somewhere around there. So relatively recent compared to your full story and journey, basically. Yeah. Yeah, she's been huge. I mean, she helps me with a lot, uh, just constantly communicating and scheduling and, you know, getting uh, banks, whatever documents they need, helping me prepare for my college class, helping me stay organized, sending me a schedule. Every day I get a PDF of my schedule. Um, and I give her a sense of freedom where, hey, I don't really care if you're working nine to five, just handle what you need to handle, you know? And, and yeah. uh, that's the thing is getting people, Every one of our core values here is with, not for. You work with us, not for us. And I don't, I, love really it. Ju- I don't judge or blame anyone. Uh, but when I hear that people say, you know, these people work for me, or even if there's a broker that says yeah. my agents, my agents do this. I like, it's like, I don't even know how to describe it. It's like cringe, man. Like I hate that. Word. Same here. My agents, they're your agents, you know, you Same, own them? I'm not judging you, but like, it's just not me. And yeah. it actually means something when you live when the word means so much that you live it out, uh, you can build something special with other people. Yeah. Awesome. Yeah. I couldn't agree more. I couldn't relate more. Same, same thing with me here. Uh, it's like when people say my team, I, I don't like that. I think it's our team. If we're a team, we're in it together. It's not mine. It's not yours, yeah. but that's yeah. just my opinion. And it's not always a very popular opinion. Very often people like to that high horse of being able to say my team. Right. At least that's how I view things. Yeah, um, there's, there's a reason. Yeah, absolutely. Very cool. Last couple of questions for you here, Matt. How can our audience support you and help you? You know, any type of deal, any type of, I don't know, other help? Yeah, all kinds of stuff. I mean, any kind of connections with any uh, entrepreneurs, you know, investors, if you know people that want to be entrepreneurial agents. We're looking to grow the brokerage all over the world, so we need the right partners, Trammel Crow style, to build out. Um, you know, investor connections, deals that we can look at. Greatly appreciated if people can follow all of our social media channels and comment and stay up to date and, and talk to us there. We're on TikTok, Instagram, Facebook, YouTube, Twitter, uh, Be Real, everything. Um, and you know. If 300 people went and subscribed to our YouTube, we'd go up 10%. I mean, that's super valuable. Um, For sure. But also, we're not doing it just to get subscribers. Like, we're trying to put content out there and get the message out about what we believe in and show that there's a different way to approach real estate brokerage that's not in the benefit of the broker, but in benefit of everybody there together. Awesome. Well, that was going to be my next question is, where do you want people to connect with you and, and follow you? Of course, we'll make sure everything goes in the show notes as well. I'm curious if there's one in particular that you want to share here real quick. Right here, man. 512-914-4806. 512-914-4806. I'm easy. Perfect. We got the phone number now. Awesome. And everything will end up in the show notes. Is there anything else that you want to leave our audience with here? Leave your audience you're following with here before we wrap this up? Um, you know, just to... Uh just find deep meaning and purpose and realize that everybody has struggles just like me with the stock and um, it's a deep struggle, right? But just go out there and uh, keep pushing, keep pushing forward. Realize that there's people that are out there to help that care. And uh, at the end of the day, we're all a lot more similar than we may think. I love it. And with that, I'm going to say thank you so much, Matt. It was a real pleasure. Thank you all uh, for listening to another 
General Art of Crushing It show. And uh, we'll see you on the next one. Thanks again, Matt. Thank you, sir. Really Thank awesome you, spending time with you. Well, there you have it, ladies and gentlemen. Another episode of The Gentle Art of Crushing It. It was an amazing episode. We know we sure learned a lot, and we hope you did as well. We want to take a second and thank you so much for viewing or listening to this episode. And please just know that we only ask for one favor, and that is to make this life magnificent. Thank you, and have a wonderful day.